Aussie Fast Transport Solutions. Interstate freight, distribution, warehousing and local Adelaide couriers. Call Aussie Fast 13 13 64. 5AA Summer Mornings with Graham Goodings. 28 to 12 5AA, the final half hour of the show. We delve into our state and it's something that's pretty topical, I think, at the moment because don't look out the window and know this, but uh, we are in summer. People are thinking of holidays and what they're going to do with their, their holidays. Water lovers are planning what they're going to do, where they're going to go. Boaties are getting their boats ready, hopefully. But uh, it's not enough just to throw your boat in the water or throw your life jacket on. You've got to prepare for all that. So it's an opportune time to have... Uh, Gordon Panton, Manager of Marine Safety and Compliance, uh, with us today. Gordon? Good morning, all. How are you? Good morning to you. And Simon Schwert, Unit Manager of Boating Safety and Compliance. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, Graham. Good morning to your listeners. Yeah, thanks for being with us today. Uh, it's the start of the season. I think when it comes to, to water, I mean, we're blessed in this country to have, you know, wonderful waterways and access to them, but we can take them for granted, can't we? I think it's something that you need to be you know, respectful of the water. And um, if we could just have an overview of if you're you're planning, I mean, you plan your holiday and you pack your bags and all that sort of thing, but when it comes to water, uh, make the wrong decision and it can be can be critical. So perhaps, uh, Gordon, with you, just give us an overview of the importance of, of water safety and what you should do. Yes, yes, Graham. Generally, you know, the waters are, you know, we go out there when the weather's nice, but... Um, we want to make sure we're well prepared. So that's, that means checking the weather, making sure our, our boat, our vessel, our yacht, whatever we're using out there is prepared, maintained and fit for purpose. Um, also, all your safety equipment is up to date in service and um, you've got everything you need on board. We've got tools on, online that can help you with that. But especially like this weekend, um, I don't think anyone would have gone out and used that time to prepare um, yourself and your vessel, check your licence, check your rego, make sure everything's um, good to go. So, Gordon, following on that, uh, what is your background? How do you come to be where you are at the moment? <laughs> background, uh, born on a yacht, basically. Um, oh. Not quite, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very romantic. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, spent uh, my first part of my life shi- as a shipwright, building bu- building ships, and then went and drove them around the world and um, sailing and... Racing and all sorts, spent my life on the sea and then um, thought there's a good opportunity to make sure everyone else is safe out there and um, came in to, to manage the safety and compliance part of the state. Simon, your background? Uh, yes, uh, Graham. So I've been with the unit for roughly five years now. Um, before that, I uh, had a, a long period managing uh, service SA centres for about eight years. So uh, I guess, yeah, you really come from that uh, customer service world um, and regulation. Um, and, and that's one of my main roles um, at the moment is just to, like Gordon, making sure that everyone's safe on the, the waterways and the waterways are there to be enjoyed by everyone. A question, and you can fight it out between you to answer it or whatever. Um, obviously, there's a lot of preparation going into a new season and so forth. And we look at our principal waterway, the Murray, and, the, you know, it's undergone. You know, we've got plenty of water in it at the moment, and uh, it's been in various states of flooding and so forth. What, what do you do to prepare yourselves uh, and knowledge of the river ahead of have a, a heavy season? It's funny you say plenty of water, Graham. We've um, literally had um, some 
officers up the river this weekend or um, yeah this weekend um, marking some sandbars that were never there before. Oh really? Yeah. So we're discovering that the where it used to be okay is not might not be. So we're we've uh, we still are continuing to check for those locations that may have drifted. Um, the sandbars have, have changed, and we're marking those locations with port or starboard um, red or green markers to 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 make sure people go around them safely. But if just before, but and before you go to your shack or your, your normal place, you go to the river. Just make sure you have a bit of a look around slowly to check that nothing's changed. There's no new logs just under the water. To have a good look around before you you uh, head out in the river because it might not be the same it has been for the last 20 years when you've gone up there. I think that's very important. Yeah, I'm a real lover of the river and been on houseboats many years and that. But I remember hiring a houseboat and there would be a little book there uh, showing you the distances between certain landmarks and so forth and the uh, the sandbars and so forth. And they seem to be pretty well, you know, every time you went there, those same sandbars. But you're suggesting that they are quite uh, changeable at the moment. We've discovered two new ones um, north of Lock 5, north of Renmark, yep. which we've marked. Um, and then we'll obviously work with the pub- publishers of that document to get that little book, the M- River Murray Pilot, updated. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a one-in-a-hundred-year event, so uh, we we don't know what's happened. and. Um, we'll make sure it's safe for everyone to use. Um, I see you've got a, a, a boating safety strategy program. Where is that at the moment? Yeah, so our recreational boating safety strategy, uh, this is the first time that that we've been able to um, to do this, and it's currently out for consultation. So um, there's, a, there's a background paper available to read on our Marine Safety SA website. Um, so your listeners can download that. Um, it's quite a detailed summary of, uh, I guess, the current state of play uh, for recreational boating in South Australia. And its intent um, is obviously to, to make uh, the place uh, safer, the water safer, but also um, look at um, national consistency and just, just aligning South Australia with all of our other... It's trying to align our state with our other partners um, to make sure there's there's that consistency. So some of the things that we're focusing on part of that strategy is um, we're looking at, at speed uh, limit restrictions um, and also some licensing requirements. And the strategy's um, available for consult. That's finishing up, um, I think, January, Gordon. So there's still three or four more weeks uh, left for your listeners to go online and, and complete the survey. Uh, it's a great opportunity for, for the community to have their say on uh, the state of recreational boating. All right. Uh, before we get into specific questions, if you're listening out there and have a question regarding boating and boating safety, uh, give us a call. You've got Gordon and Simon in the studio who are ready, willing and able to answer your question. So give us a call. Don't grin, fellas. This is <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd be surprised at the questions we get. Eight double two three double O double if you have a question for either Gordon or uh, Simon. Gordon, I've got a question for you. Um, and it's, it's pretty general, I guess. But what do people need to remember when preparing for a day out on the water? Well, check check the boat's registered. Um, check that you've got a license. Um, we found lately that um, you know some people might be going out that haven't got their boat license or, or registered their vessel. That's number one. Check that you've got all your safety equipment and it's in date. So depending on where you operate, um, that does change. And but we have a great checker tool online to you put in where you're going, how big your boat is, and it'll tell you exactly what you need. Um, make sure you've got all your equipment. 
Um, but also we found a really big part of um, people getting towed in, not rescues as such, is people breaking down. That's a mm. large uh, issue. That, um, people are breaking down, flat batteries running out of fuel. So check that your fuel um, is obviously full. Um, check your batteries are, you know, not 10, 15 years old. Like, and also, you know, everyone gets their car serviced, or most people get their car serviced by a professional. Um, you know, your boat that you don't use as much as a car um, can sometimes not be, not be the best thing for it. So if you don't know how to maintain a boat properly, I'd recommend you might maybe employ the services of someone who does. Um, and your life jackets, they do change from where you operate as well. And nationally, it is an issue, um, servicing of life jackets. Everyone loves the inflatable life jackets, but they need to be cared for and maintained. Um, if you don't know how often they should be serviced, because it ranges between manufacturer, um, we, we recommend every year get it serviced and looked at. Thanks, Gordon. I'll pursue that question on life jackets with you, Simon. How do you know which life jacket is, is right for you and, you know, for the right for the circumstances? Yeah, our life jacket laws have, um, have come a long way in the last, um, five years. Um, it's, it's really important, uh, people are aware of what their life jacket requirements are because there are different, um, requirements there. Uh, it is mandatory to carry life jackets, um, on recreational vessels in South Australia. Of course, marine safety, we recommend that people are wearing their life jackets at, at all the time. Um, but uh, it, it depends on the area of operation. So we have, have coastal waters, so our tidal waters, um, and we also have our inland waters like the River Murray. So um, you are required to wear uh, different life jackets. Um, and also it's um, scaled on the, the length of your boat, your age, and also the conditions um, that you're operating in. So... With um, on our on our website, we've got a really good um, life jacket uh, checker tool. Um, there's radio buttons on there, and you can just select uh, what type of boat you're operating on, uh, your age, and whereabouts you're operating, um, and then it'll show you clearly uh, what life jacket you are required um, to wear. Um, I guess with the life jackets in the last, uh, you know, 10, 10 to 15 years, they've come a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're no longer your, your big bulky, uh, blocks of cheese that you've got to, got to wear. So, uh, they're a lot more lightweight now. Um, and, uh, they don't, they don't impede your recreational activities like fishing, um, so much like they used to. Um, and that's traditionally that, that horseshoe collar. Um, Gordon mentioned as well, just, just on servicing, um, it is important. Our, our summer campaign we've developed this year, um, we've, we're obviously focusing on life jacket wear, but also maintenance of life jacket. It's, it's really important um, if you have the opportunity with a inflatable life jacket um, that you take it out of its bladder, uh, manually inflate it through the, the straw and just leave it out overnight and make sure that bladder is holding its, its air um, and all the straps are in good order. Um, and also, if you have an automated life jacket, um, there's CO2 canisters in there. Make sure that that's not corroded either, because uh, it's really important. We need that to work. Um, so yeah, all those all those videos and tips, they're available on our website. They've been really really popular um, with people. Um, and and look out for for that information as well in your registration renewal. So if you don't have access to the internet, um, there'll be a lot of seasonal boat registrations coming up. Um, 
you know, with, with summer, um, there's always flies in there around your life jacket requirements. Um, and we've got new QR codes on our website as well that just take you directly to those safety checker tool um, spots. And I think it's also important um, if you don't know. I mean, there are very length specific on um, what life jacket or when you should wear a life jacket. But we encourage everyone to wear a life jacket. Just because your boat isn't a certain size doesn't mean you're, you know, something can go wrong. It's very hard to put a life jacket on in the water. Sticking with you, Gordon, uh, regarding speed limits on the water, one of the joys of, of boating is that you can jump in the boat and there are no speed, wa- speed signs and no stoplights and uh, <laughs> you know, you're not going to get pinged for speeding. What, what are the limitations? Are there speed limits? There are speed limits. There are many speed limits around the state um, and we, as much as we can, we put signage at the boat ramps close to those locations. So make yourself aware of those speed limits before you launch. But there are other speed limits that apply wholly. Um, one is um, PWCs must um, do four knots within 200 metres of the metro coast and other popular... PWCs. Oh, sorry, <laughs> acronyms. Yeah. Personal watercrafts or jet skis, which m- most people know them okay. as jet yep. skis. Yep. Um, and four knots apply to... If, you're near, if you see a person in the water, within 50 metres of a person in the water, it's four knots... Um, where there's a diver below, the A flag, the blue and white flag, um, and anyone in a human-powered vessel, um, a canoe, kayak, yacht. So if you're near another vessel, slow down. Or you near, near any, or, and also moored vessels, don't go bel- belting past someone who's tied up on a jetty marina. Slow down and be, just common sense really, um, and be courteous of other users on the water. Um, also there's, you know, crossing, ferry crossings, there's speed limits, but, well, most of our limits are posted at the boat ramps close to those launching locations. Um, so just have an eye on them before you launch. When you're on the road, it's keep to the left. What about on the water? <laughs> it's, it's, it's the opposite. It's the opposite, to, just to make things a bit harder. Um, yeah, so keep keep to the right or and on the Murray, you know, don't stick to the bank because, um, you know, you, you don't know what's just under the water. So st- stick to the right of the centre. Um, don't go right out to the side near the bank because you're going to disturb people when they're moored ski boats and whatnot on a riverbank. So keep to the to the right of the centre is what we try and to, to educate people on. We'll take a break, and uh, if you have a question about boat safety, give us a call eight double two three double o double o. David and Will invite you into the studio every morning with 5AA's live video stream of The Breakfast Show. Thanks to Foodland. With more stores close to home and everyday low prices, great food lives at Foodland, the mighty South Aussies. When you want a retractable door screen, you want uninterrupted views and natural ventilation combined with protection from insects. You want phantom screens. Our custom-made retractable door screens can be colour-matched to your existing decor and span up to 7 metres wide. And they disappear out of sight when not in use. A screen that's there one minute, gone the next. From the hills to the coast and everywhere in between, let the fresh air in with phantom screens. Get inspired online at phantomscreens.com.au Celebrate the festive season with Bessina Festive Specials. Whatever you fancy, a big red to bring over to your father-in-law's barbecue, a great Prosecco for your Aperol Spritz, or a chilled carton of lager to kick off your holidays. You'll find it at Bessina. Or for those hot on trends, see our range of ginger beers, seltzers, craft beers and local gins. From the Fasina family to your family, have a happy Christmas. Fasina, your local industry. 
independent SA Family Liquor Store for over 45 years. How to be excellent at home. Pop off of those shoes, put on those house pants, pop on the kettle, or pop a bottle. And before you reach for the remote, reach for Frederick Street Finest. Frederick Street Finest is the newest and most excellent way to treat yourself and others when you're at home, work or entertaining. Will it be apricot and coconut slice, dark chocolate cranberries or southern ranch corn mix? How about apricot delights, licorice lover's delight, cashew macadamia indulgence or dry roasted almonds, honey roasted cashews, fruity yogurt delight? There's literally a wall of Frederick Street Finest to choose from for every taste and every occasion. Look for Frederick Street Finest in the fancy blue packet at your local Drake supermarket. And be excellent everywhere with Frederick Street Finest, devoted to excellence. If you need to fix your pipes, call Precise. Call Precise. If your toilet's blowing up, call Precise. Call Precise. If your lights aren't turning on, or your hot water is gone, or a plumber or an electrician, call Precise. Precise. Precise Plumbing and Electrical. Call 1300 700 200. That's 1300 700 200. Precise Plumbing and Electrical. Local and experienced trade specialists. Or a plumber or an electrician, call Precise. Call Precise. G'day, it's Eddie May here from NRG Solar. When we first thought about radio, we realised that we really didn't understand um, what the audience was like and what they'd like to hear from us and hear about us. And Jimmy and the creative team at AA helped develop our ads. And as a result of that, you know, we really started to connect with the audience very quickly. And it was a really positive experience for us from the get-go. Pretty much as soon as we started on AA, it was interesting. A lot of my friends would say, I've just heard you on the radio. And I thought... I didn't think you guys would listen to Double A, and that really opened my eyes to how wide the audience was. To get your message out there and grow your business, visit 5AA.com.au and hit the Advertise With Us link for more information. Aussie Fast Transport Solutions, interstate freight, distribution, warehousing and local Adelaide couriers. Call Aussie Fast, 13 13 64. 5AA, Summer Mornings. With Graham Goodings. At 10 to 12, 5AA, we're speaking boat safety with our state SA. And um, Gordon Panton, Managing or Manager of Marine Safety and Compliance, and Simon Schwert, Unit Manager of Boating Safety and Compliance. And... Um, Fellas, before we go ahead, I've got um, from our text line, somebody has suggested that uh, Surf Life Saving SA run a great course to get your boat license. They do courses all over the state. Uh, you guys happy with that? Uh, yes, we are. Um, there's a wide range of third-party um, training providers that offer that service. So there are two ways that you can get your boat license in South Australia. You can go through uh, Service SA and conduct the test there, or you can engage one of our approved third-party providers um, and again, the information on that is available at our Marine Safety SA website. Um, but yes, we're very happy with uh, Surf Life Saving coming on board about uh, 18 months ago, and they're offering a really good service around the state for that. Simon, a question for you. Uh, does safety equipment expire, and how do I know if my stuff is ready to head out onto the water? Yes, some of your safety equipment does expire. Um, it's, it's really important um, that you read all the labels uh, clearly on your safety equipment. Uh, there is a wide range of safety equipment, uh, again, dependent on where you're operating um, and what, what water you're operating in. Um, but I guess something that we've been focusing on in the last 12 months um, and something that we see out on the water 
uh, is expired flares. Um, so uh, the flares have a, a shelf life uh, expiry date of normally around three years. Um, so it's it's really important that uh, people aren't operating um, with their flares expired because they are deemed as uh, expired explosive. Um, so yeah, just encourage everyone to make sure that your flares are in date. Um, and also coming up to to Christmas, uh, a lot of people that might be travelling out to the, the country communities. Uh, we have had in the past over a, a previous Christmases just some just some feedback come come through from boaters that um, a lot of the the retailers out on the outside of Adelaide do uh, do run short of some some flares, especially when they find out the uh, the boys and girls are in town. Um, so they can be they can be purchased pretty quickly there, and people are left without flares. So. Um, yeah, just make sure you, you check out, um, the expiry dates on your flares and also with your, your EPIRBs as well. Uh, make sure they're registered in AMSA, uh, with AMSA as well. They're, they're probably the two most important pieces of safety equipment, um, that, that can expire. Well, it's all well and good to have, uh, your safety equipment right as rain, but you've got to ensure your vessel's safe. What do you do before hitting the water, Gordon? What's the. To make sure your drill? vessel's safe, um, is from the I guess from the bow. Make sure you've got an anchor. Um, make sure you've got the anchor rope, anchor lines in good condition. Um, your steering, your steering. Um, if it's hydraulic or, or cable steering, check your steering. Check it for lag. Um, fuel, battery, um, and if a lot of old like your old fiberglass trailer boats, if anything spongy, like if your motor's spongy on the back or the the floor. Feels spongy. We've noticed a lot of vessels now. They're getting old. Um, sort of, might, and that that sponginess could su- suggest some delamination or or rot in the vessel. So, uh, and again, if if you're not sure and you know or you know comfortable checking your boat yourself, um, get it serviced or get someone to look at it um, and make sure everything's you know going to be fine for the season. Simon, a question for you. What is the role of marine safety officers? Uh, what are they looking for and what are they finding? Yeah, so they play a really important role um, in our communities to keep our waterways safe. Um, it is a, it's a blended role with compliance and education and, and operational work. Um, a traditional day uh, in the life of a marine safety officer on a, on a nice day, um, you'll see them uh, driving around our, our coastlines in the white four-wheel drives um, heading heading down to local boat ramps and regional boat ramps, and also patrolling out on the water, um, and then we'll be having interactions with uh, vessel owners and going through, as we mentioned before, their licensing uh, registration requirements and doing their doing the vessel safety checks. Um, and and a vessel ch- safety check normally takes about five uh, five to ten minutes. And after that as well, we're, we also gather um, some really important um, data like email addresses because we've got a, um, a monthly newsletter and a new Marine Safety SA Facebook page. Uh, so I'll give that a little plug today. Love uh, some more people to sign up to that page um, and follow that to stay in touch with all the safety equipment requirements and changes. Um, and then, yeah, uh, outside of that, uh, we also have some uh, commitments for um, marine pollution on our coastal waters. Um, so, so people may have seen the marine safety officers, um, applying some, some boom around a vessel or putting out some absorbent pads when there's a, a little oil leak. I'm going to touch wood here because, uh, we don't like oil spills in SA. Um, 
So, yeah, they, they, it's a real real blended role. Uh, education, we're also at field days as well, uh, high schools, um, and working with our other government stakeholders promoting water safety. We have a question from uh, Peter at Athol Park. Peter, go ahead. Go ahead, Firstly, Peter. is it uh, a requirement that each a boat has a two-way ra- a marine two-way radio on board? And the second question is, can you guys actually find a boat owner who has a VHF marine radio, which you're supposed to have a license for? If that person does not have a license for that VHF radio, can, can you guys find them? Not um, so. The licensing requirement for VHF radio is um, issued by the Australian Communications Authority. Um, but there's no offence for you having a VHF radio fitted and using that in an emergency. That's okay. quite acceptable. Um, and yep. we, we would encourage everyone to um, fit a VHF radio because um, we actually, uh, through, through third parties, monitor channel 16 and 67 um, and to use that uh, in an event of emergency. And that covers... Oh, that would go 30 miles from the coast, from Fowler's Bay to um, Mount Gambia. Uh, time's against us, fellas. Uh, any final words about boating safety? If people want more information, what should they do? Um, yeah, so one we've just created a new uh, reporting tool. So p- people can go, go online via our website and report a marine safety concern. So if anybody's got any issues they see out in, on the water, please head to our website, Google Marine Safety SA. It'll, it'll be the first um, site that comes up and go on there and just lodge your concern. Um, and you can also track the progress of that. Uh, Thanks, fellas. We'll have to leave it there. I've been speaking with Simon Schwert and Gordon Patton on uh, boating safety, our state, 5AA.